Buck a beer, now a thing in Ontario. Yes, the premier today announcing that his campaign promise uh, is official. So the new minimum price for a beer can go as low as a buck, and it will be in place for Labor Day weekend. Now, the Liberals had raised prices on beer 12 times, taxed it 12 times over that 15 years, but they they priced the lowest price at a buck twenty-five. And this was to help the big breweries who were feeling threatened by the small guys because they thought that they got an edge. So they lobbied the liberals and got whatever they wanted and hence the beer cartel. But the premier believes this will create more competition. Some microbreweries say we will not take part, but they don't have to. But isn't competition what we want? Don't we want to break down that beer monopoly? Isn't that the best thing for both the customer and the small guys trying to find their way into the market? Let's ask. Let's bring in Tim McLaughlin. He is a director of marketing over at one of the better known breweries, Steam Whistle Brewing. Hello there. How you doing, Alex? I'm good, thank you. I'm curious to know where, um, you know, we've talked a little bit during the campaign as to what the breweries were thinking about this, but now Mr. Ford is in. He's the premier, and today he announced uh, Bucket Beer. Where are you guys at on this? Well, I mean, I guess what I would say is fundamentally we don't we don't have an issue with, um, you know, the government lowering the floor price on beer. You know, ultimately, I think um, most consumers and certainly I think we as a company would feel that uh, breweries should be able to set their own price. So um, this certainly isn't a move that um, we take issue with. You know, that being said, it's obviously not going to affect, um, you know, a lot of people, especially playing in the craft space uh, in the sense that most of those brands are, are priced in the premium segment. Um, largely because, um, you know, their products cost more to produce because mm-hmm. we use all-natural ingredients. Uh, you know, we age the beer for the traditional uh, time that it would take. Therefore, it, it's more costly to produce. So um, we feel those extra investments in, on the product side um, really warrant and earn the premium price that, that almost all craft breweries are, are sort of priced in. Okay, so I understand, you know, your costs go up, the better ingredients you guys put in, those costs will will drive up. You want to give your customers the very best experience. But there has to be room then, I think, and and show me where I'm going wrong here, but is there not an opportunity, maybe not in downtown Toronto, where everyone is willing to pay, you know, they'll pay whatever for just a very, very, um, you know, different kind of unique experience with beer. But certainly there have to be a lot of small markets across Ontario that provide a, a really great opportunity to to bottle or can something smaller and and cheaper, no? Yeah, I mean, I think what I would say is that we are concerned that the price of beer is continuing to escalate. Yeah. And we know that the price of beer is, is going up faster than the amount of disposable income people have. And, and a lot of that is actually due to tax. So, I mean, I think yeah. fundamentally this, this legislation doesn't address some of the bigger issues, which is that, you know, federally, the federal excise taxes is scheduled and, and is going up twice a year. Uh, you know, the cost per liter that breweries are paying in terms of tax, as well as uh, at the provincial level, the tax that the breweries are paying, again, on volume per liter uh, is also continuing to escalate. And, and those costs, unfortunately, are, are passed on to the consumer. So um, we are alarmed that um, it's becoming less affordable to drink beer. And as a result, we've done things like, uh, for the first time ever in our history, um, giving consumers a bit of a break and put our beer on sale this summer. Sure. So. We have $2 off a 12-pack right now at the beer store, 25 cents off a tall can. So there's no doubt that price is a huge concern for uh, the beer consumer out there. And we'd love to see um, the government try and address some of the, the more fundamental issues. Because I think people look at, at the breweries and, and, and kind of think that it's, it's really us that's 
the reason that prices are so high. Yeah. But ultimately, it's it's largely tax that is the reason that beer is more expensive here than in Quebec, for example, or down in New York State, for example. So, and, and um, also regulations that has to. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that Doug Ford will will move ahead, but we need less regulations. So I look at this and I think, okay, if this is you know, maybe the start of breaking the beer monopoly. Maybe we're yeah. into a new territory where we will see. You know, he Ford has said that they will be selling more beer in in stores, corner stores and grocery stores. So is there not an opportunity then for the craft brewers to kind of say, see you later, the LCBO model, and make their way in there? Yeah, I mean, I think there there are things right now that work within the system, but we would love to see, a, you know, a, a, there's too much regulation in the industry. Sure. I think most consumers feel that way. And, you know, the ability for craft breweries who are local independent businesses to be able to open their own stores seems to make a lot of sense yes. to, to me and to everybody I've talked to. So if you're going to have a pot store, that, then by golly, by now, <laughs> craft yeah. brewers well, should and, be able and, to, you know, you know. We have two foreign-owned, you know, yeah. multinational corporations that own the bulk of beer distribution in the province. Craft breweries should have the ability to own their own stores. So in some ways, deregulation is, is I think, important in terms of growing uh, you know, the independent side of the industry, the craft brewers. But I also think, you know, there's areas where, you know, the larger breweries have been very successful in terms of lobbying governments at the federal level to not mandate, for instance, ingredient labeling. So that's one of the things that we're pushing for as a company is is more transparency so that consumers, you know, know what they're getting in their beer. I don't think a lot of consumers really think of some of the ingredients that are being put in uh, you know, beers like corn, high fructose corn syrup, foam stabilizers, those kinds of things. There's no reason that the the beer industry is the only segment of the food and beverage industry where you don't have to list your ingredients on a label. And there's no good reason for that other than the fact that those big guys are great lobbyists. Sure. Um, and then the other issue that is now, you know, starting to be felt uh, and made, well, will certainly chew into your, your overhead is the tariffs. I mean, the fact that your, your price mm-hmm. for aluminum, I mean, the, all that stuff is starting to hit now. Yeah, it's certainly significant. It's, it's you know, not only is there issues in terms of the increased price of, of some of our uh, materials like like cans or aluminum cans, but also there's been sort of a, a supply issue as part of this uh, with cans in general. So I mean, a lot of craft breweries we we buy in, enough bulk that yeah. it hasn't been a huge issue for us yet. But I mean, I know a lot of other craft breweries are right, having trouble even getting cans, let alone uh, having to deal with the increased prices, which roughly uh, per can could could equate to a cent, which might not seem like a lot, but uh, when you're talking about a product that's priced at um, you know around three dollars, it is a fairly significant. Um, you know, piece of the pie. But this is one of those policies that everyday people will understand. I mean, there's lots of conversations on it in downtown Toronto, but certainly um, there, there is, I think this would signal the, the biggest opportunity for change that we've seen in the province, no? Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly seems that way. I mean, it's obviously, to, you know, getting a lot of media attention uh, as it should. And I think ultimately... No, we love yeah. talking about beer. Well, I guess that's it. People <laughs> like beer, especially... People like summer talking summer about time, it, so. drinking about it, thinking about it, hearing about it. This is just one of those topics that, beer's in the news, we're talking about beer. <laughs> yeah, and I think, like, from our, from our perspective, it's nice to see it being yeah. part of the agenda. You know, I think, you know, our concern was, you know, the Liberal government, you know, was, was big on talk. They made some changes, but I think ultimately felt that they, you know, addressed the file and, and let it sort of fall to the bottom of the priority list. Whereas, I think, you know, somebody like... Uh, you know, the premier we have in place now really recognizes how important beer is to uh, Ontarians, to consumers, and, and um, making it part of the agenda, making it part of the public discourse is, I think, a good thing for everybody, especially beer lovers, which there's lots of in this province. Do you see in the long term, though, uh, this 
you know, taking a turn for the more positive. I mean, we, we were talking a little bit earlier, and certainly in my day, uh, Lake, is it Laker Beer down in Hamilton? I mean, they, they Lake would have, yeah. Lakeport had lineups out the door. I mean, I remember mm-hmm. as a kid, you know, like you could get cheap beer. So everyone, that's where they went. So there is an audience uh, to be had with this kind of, of opportunity. Yeah, there's no doubt. And Lakeport's a great example of a, I mean, they were an independent company. They really built the discount category themselves uh, and got got to the point where, um, you know, Labatt acquired them because they saw them as a, as a real threat. So there's no doubt that I think there'll be some savvy business people, some savvy brewers out there that will really take advantage of, um, of you know, the decreased floor price. But again, yeah. I think it's going to be largely on, on kind of the discount side. So you're not going to see a lot of craft breweries really uh, playing in this space, not, mainly because I think most of us feel that, and, and rightfully so, that our products can command that premium yeah. price, but also... Um, just the economics of it when you look at the raw material costs, um, you know, don't add up. Well, we'll uh, wait and see what happens and see where this takes us. New, new. I think you guys should lobby together, though, maybe with the pot uh, legalization and the the privatized. Perfect opportunity. You could guys could line up right beside the pot stores and make it like a one-stop <laughs> shop. No? That sounds okay. pretty good to me, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately, it's not me making the decision, but it's a good idea. I like it. You go, go up to Queen's Park. All right, I got to leave you there, Tim. Thank you so much. Thanks, Alex. Have a great night. That's Tim McLaughlin with uh, Steam Whistle Brewing. They've been around for a long time, but boy, you know, like we've got some amazing microbreweries in this province. We're very lucky like that, but they work hard. They don't make a lot of money, and they take huge, huge risks, but, but it takes them years to find their place. So I think for a lot of them, they're thinking, I don't want to cheapen the product. It took me all these years to build, but maybe there will be opportunity. I'm Alex Pearson. This is On Point here on Global News Radio.